The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Scambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody z once again i am not rod via gomez but i am cody Zeeb. uh Rod out on loan to the U.S. Army. They they needed him for his duties there, so I guess they're kind of important and can have him. Uh, lucky for me, though, I am joined today by Derek Yoder, at Derek Yoder underscore on Twitter. Um, let's see, host of the ATG pod, All Things Go, uh, host of the NASCAR betting preview show on Twitter Spaces, uh, NASCAR betting analyst in general, host of the NASCAR or the Truck Series betting pod i it's so many things i can't even say them all <laughs> well Welcome cody in, i i appreciate it i appreciate you having me on uh, add this show to my resume now uh but it's been a lot of fun i mean 2023 with all the shows and uh doing some stuff with some content creators like yourself has been a lot of fun i appreciate you uh i'm not rod but i appreciate you asking me to be a part of the show today the, the next best thing we can get to rod right uh but no i really really appreciate you jumping on Short notice again, it's been uh, been an interesting week so far, but we'll power through. We're here today to talk about the Truck Series, doing things a little out of order. Truck Series pod going to be up before the Xfinity, but uh, that's how it works this week. They race first anyways, um, but Derek also hosts a Truck Series show over on the NASCAR betting preview podcast with uh, Full Tank with Phil. Uh, they do a great job. It's crazy. I'll listen to or we'll record our show and then I'll listen to their show and a lot of the times we're on a lot of the same stuff, which always makes me feel better. Every once in a while, they'll go like the opposite on a head to head. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man, I hope I didn't mess that up. But uh, <laughs> it is well, it is a good time always comparing comparing notes afterwards. It's so true. Uh, Phil and I say the same thing where Phil, he won't listen to your pod until after we're done because he wants to hear the same things. But it is really cool. You know, we talked about doing a home and home where uh, we have you guys on and, and we'll jump on at some point. But it's really cool doing uh you know a truck series podcast as well because it gets your mind ready to go for that weekend usually trucks are at the same place as the cup series so just having that mindset of what the track's going to be like kind of what some of those elements are and then you can really pinpoint some of the drivers so I i've been really enjoying it i mean you guys do a trucks dfs xfinity you do it all so it's kind of fun uh doing that as well trying to yeah exactly it's a it's a great time so uh, no Cup Series guys in the truck race this week. It is uh, just Truck Series guys again, uh, unless you want to count Carson Hosovar, who's going to be racing up in the Cup Series, but uh, still a Truck Series guy. 
Jesse Love, uh, the one notable name, a rising star in the ARCA series uh, and in the lower series of of NASCAR. You're definitely going to be hearing his name a lot in the future. Big uh, Toyota racing development guy. I saw him win in person at the Kansas Speedway a couple of weeks ago. He's going to be in that number one truck that uh, uh, David Goland rather was in last week. Bubba Wallace has been in that a little bit lately here. Uh, and so we've that's obviously been there. They're kind of rotating car, but uh, good to see Jesse Love jumping up into the, the truck series this week. Yeah, I mean, Jesse Love, he's got a couple wins now in a row consecutive with uh, ARCA. You mentioned it. He won uh, at Kansas, also won at Charlotte last week. Another young driver coming up through the ranks. I know I'm, uh, I have a bet uh, that we'll discuss him a little bit uh, where he's involved at least. So, you know, no Cup Series guys, like you said, in this race. I think that plays into some of the top tier guys' hands a little bit more. So uh, I'm really excited about what we're going to see this weekend. No rain as well, Cody. There is no rain in the forecast. So we don't have to worry about anything. I don't even want to say that word after this past weekend. It's thrown a big wrench in everything. But, uh, yes, luckily it's going to be a nice warm weekend there in uh, Madison, Illinois, St. Louis, east of St. Louis, whatever. Same same difference. But, uh, yeah, going to be a nice warm sunny weekend. So no rain to look forward to. Uh, and, yeah, we kind of talk about it sometimes. When the Cup Series guys are in the field, a lot of times it will give you a big discount on the other guys. You can get better prices. But then we have these weeks where it's, you know, no Cup Series guys. And then – that allows you still to be able to grab different things on on some of the regular guys. Obviously, one of the regular guys is going to win then, um, and and so that uh, definitely changes how you look at things. But I like I like doing it both ways, and I'm glad we get a mixture of both. Right? It's not always Cup Series guys, but I do like the races where we get the Cup Series guys in there as well. Yeah, I do as well because it does bring different elements. We get some better pricing with some of the guys that we would normally bet on that are truck regulars, but. Uh, a week like this, I know they're still doing their triple truck challenge where they have, you know, 50000 to the winner. If somebody can sweep all those, I think it's like half a million dollars that goes to that person. So uh, a lot on the line for these drivers. Ben Rhodes obviously won last week. I'm curious for you to understand what, what track comps are you using going into this week with the trucks uh, especially? Oh, you stole my next question, Derek. Way to go. You're too- That's the problem. That's good. All right, well, let's actually take a real quick break, and then we will discuss that. Um, This episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast is supported by EdgeBoost. EdgeBoost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on your favorite bet you like or even use it to create an awesome middle or even hedge bet. Uh, Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark. They charge 0% interest. Do you know of any other way you can access more money to place your favorite bets without paying any interest? I do not. Um, support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER all right Derek well you already set up the question what are we using for comp tracks that's been one of the bigger discussions in this space this weekend how do you compare this track to any other um, this worldwide technologies raceway a 1.25 mile track uh, kind of the egg shaped a little bit like Darlington is much flatter surface a little bit wore out uh, and older the truck series has been coming here for quite a few seasons. 
the uh, Cup Series only in their second season coming here. Uh, honestly, I don't know what tracks to look at. It's it's tough to draw an exact comparison. It's such it's the perfect middle between being a short track, being a shorter, flatter track, and being more of an intermediate track with it being still a, a mile and a quarter. Um, so it is very tough. The way that I've been doing it, uh, and I talked about this a little bit on the the Cup Series betting show with Matt Seltz, um, it is just looking at recent history. How are guys kind of trending lately? The big mo, right? Momentum, something we like a lot. Bob Pockers talked about that a few weeks ago when we had him on, how momentum can help these guys, and it, it really is a factor when it comes to things. So I've that's more of how I've looked at things is, what are you doing for me lately? How consistent have you been? Uh, and so I'm not too much comparing it to certain tracks because I think you can make so many different arguments for, can you compare this to intermediates? You know, and Matt was talking about even you can compare it to shorter tracks, right? It's it's almost more like a Richmond. You could almost, I mean, Martinsville's a lot smaller, but as far as how flat it is, uh, stuff like that. And so it's this is one of those tracks that it's really, really hard because there's not an exact track where you can you can say, okay, well, we're at Charlotte this week, you know, so let's look at Kansas and Vegas, which are very similar tracks or other intermediate tracks. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, Derek? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Kurt Busch said last year uh, towards the end of the season when he wasn't racing that the closest comp to him was Phoenix just because of some of the shifting. Now, that was the Cup Series style, but I still think you can take some of the same elements. I know you and I have an ongoing joke this year about <laughs> Chase Briscoe I did have hey, an opportunity. But let's let's since you brought it up, let's pause. Yeah. Quickly. Okay. How do you okay. cheat so bad that it's the like largest fine in NASCAR history? Yeah. To finish three spots ahead of BJ McLeod every week. Can you explain that, Derek? It's pretty damn hard to do, Cody. I tell you what, it's pretty it's pretty hard to do. Uh, that team, the 14 team. I mean, look at what they did. We'll get back to trucks in a second. I know, but look what the 14 car was doing at Charlotte in that first run. I know we didn't have practice in qualifying. My goodness, they were so bad. Um, and to, you know, have the penalty that they did, you know, and be that slow this year tells you tells you a lot, but also kind of brings out a lot more worry, uh, you know, for Stuart Haas. Like, obviously, Kevin's been holding the mantle this year uh, for what they've been doing over there, but it really now makes it be like, okay, was it just the 14? Was it the other cars? Because you know, going into this week, those other th two of the three are definitely going to go randomly to R&D Center to be checked. So, Are you, you saying know, that NASCAR picks on teams that catch cheating? Uh, who knew, right? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, but speaking of Briscoe, Briscoe, I had an opportunity to talk to him in the fall uh, at the track, and I asked him the same question. I said, what, what track is the closest comp to Phoenix? And he mentioned it was Gateway, and he said, you know, some of the shifting patterns, but even just how you get through the corners and just how you set things up, it reminds them so much. So now if I take that information from what the drivers are saying, and I know it's the cup series that he was talking about, but you can also look at the truck series. I'm sorry, the cup series. It's also the truck series as well. And with that, I'm using Phoenix going into this week as the closest comp for me. So looking at some of what, what's the history, what, what historically has happened at those tracks and kind of compare it then in the gateway. So that's what I'm looking at. Obviously we can look at gateway last year as well. Yeah, I, well, now you're starting to scare me on as much as I faded Chase Briscoe on the show this week. but uh, I don't think you have I, to worry about that. I, <laughs> I don't think, think so either. He was good at Phoenix, I, but uh, I'm still yeah. not not too concerned about that. But no, I think that yeah. that's really good insight and, uh, and really good comparisons there. And again, right from the horse's mouth, right? A guy like Kurt Busch, who's 
been around forever uh, racing in this series. And then even a guy like Chase Briscoe, who's, who's been doing it here for a little while himself. So I, I really like those comps. Yeah, the other guy I forgot to mention was Allgaier. He even said the same exact thing without knowing any of the conversations I had with the other uh, with Briscoe. So, yeah, I think we got to look at that for sure. So I'm excited uh, about what the truck series is going to do. It's going to be hot and slick on Saturday. So I think we're going to see a great race from start to finish. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, again, we talk about all the time. Truck series, some of the better racing on the weekend. Uh, fully expect that again. This is the Toyota 200 from Worldwide Technologies Raceway, like I mentioned before, at Madison, Illinois, just across the river there from St. Louis. It's 200 miles, 160 laps. Uh, and again, no Cup Series guys this week. Uh, I think Jesse Love is really the only notable on the entry list. Uh, Bailey Curry in the 41, that doesn't really do anything for me. Jack Wood will be in the 51 for Kyle Busch. Again, doesn't do, do a ton for me, so... Uh, I think that's it. Uh, do you have anything else before we start setting up the bets here, Derek? Yeah, I have one other question for you, then we can kind of get into the bets. But what has been the biggest storyline, in your opinion, in the truck series as we enter? Now, we only have five weeks, five races to go until they start their playoffs. Believe that's that so or not. That's so crazy. Isn't that it is. wild? And, and we, it it's is. June 1st. So what is the biggest storyline, in your opinion, that has happened thus far uh, You know, in the truck series? I think it's been the the parody uh, is probably the biggest thing. I mean, going into last weekend, we hadn't had a single team win two races. Um, now, Thorsport did win that second race last week with, with Ben Rhodes. They had won with Joey Logano before, but um, that's been the biggest thing. It's been different winners each week uh, and different, different manufacturers, different teams winning. So we've seen a lot of parody, a lot of different guys up front. Um, and we've seen some guys have been pretty consistent and fat week in and week out. Some guys have been very up and down. I, I know we're going to talk a lot about Zane Smith today. He's been one of those guys where it's like some weeks he's, just, he's like Joey Logano in the cup series lately, where it's like, he's either first or he's last. Like there's no in between, right? It's been crazy. But, uh, yeah, I think that just the, the amount of parity we've had this year, I know that a couple of those have been cup series guys that have won some truck races. Yes, but we've still had truck series guys win when the cup series guys have been in there guys like ross chastain guys like kyle bush have started multiple races uh, and they still you know chastain hasn't won any bush has only won one obviously joey came in and got his win as well but uh kyle larson got a win in there but just i think the parody that we've seen and how on a week-to-week -week basis there's not necessarily just two or three guys where it's like these guys are head and shoulders even like last year seemed like john hernemachek and zane smith it was kind of like it's those two guys and then any cup guys maybe, but, and then it's a big gap between the rest of the field. And at points this season earlier on, it seemed like maybe Zane was going to be that, that one guy. I still think he's the most talented in the best truck on a week to week basis, but even the results haven't always been there for him. So in my opinion, it's parody. Uh, do you have any, any thoughts on what, what your biggest, uh, biggest storyline's been? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, Zane obviously having the two wins, but you look at where his two wins have come from Daytona, and Coda. So, you know, he hasn't really gotten it done on some of the cookie cutter or even the short tracks. For me, you know, Corey Heim has been the name for me that I, I've been really shocked oh, that's about. That's a guy I and love. <laughs> yeah. So I've been really shocked uh, with him. I mean, he's a great equipment. He's just producing each and every week. I really like what Grant Enfinger has been able to do. He's more of a high tire wear track, but you kind of look down the list the truck series is usually the minor league series that doesn't have as much talent 
And obviously those guys kind of progress throughout Xfinity then in the cup. But I feel like from a talent perspective, they're just from the, the full-time truck series drivers, there's never been a better time to be in the truck series than what the talent and the drivers and the teams are right now. So I, the, the truck series is a great place. So the storylines for me, I think has just been the excitement, the parody, like you said as well. But then the next five races before we get to the playoffs, it's going to be chaotic. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Hard to predict, but we'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Let's take another quick break, and then we will jump into the bets for you guys. Oh, we've got two more free contests on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. If we don't do anything else on this network, it is free stuff, free picks, free shows. Everything is free on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We've got contests nonstop. This time, it is a Stanley Cup Finals contest and an NBA Finals contest. Uh, you can enter them exclusively on the SGPN app. A lot of good stuff on that app. You can find all the shows over there. So if you just want to listen directly from the app, uh, I think there's, gosh, I think we're up to like 30 different shows on the network now. Any sport you want covered. Obviously, we've got the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, the F1 Gambling Podcast, along with just about anything else you want. Um, so you'll pick a, a set of series props and games, game props. That'll be the contest. $100 gift card. Uh, SGPN gift card up for grabs for each contest. Uh, again, you can use that in the merch store for some NASCAR gambling podcast stuff if you'd like. Download the SGPN app and enter today. All right, Derek. Now we get to move into the fun part and start laying out the bets. You want to go ahead and kick it off with your first bet? Yeah, so I, I found this matchup. Uh, I'm looking at head to head. We talked about a little bit about Jesse Love and what he's been able to do in the Arca series, which is great. But we have a guy that just won last week in Ben Rhodes. And you talked about on the podcast with Rod before where Ben just hasn't <laughs> been able to get some finishes. Uh, Don't tell anybody that. Week, we we, we right. tried to go back and scrape that from the record. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you saying that. And I was like, I was one of those guys too. But to see them now get that victory, this is a truck champion in the sport. Jesse Love coming up doing the one in the one car. I lost so much money last week to David Gillen. Uh, in a head-to-head against him. Uh, I just didn't think he was going to run well. Obviously, ran top 10 all day. So I'm going to double down on that, and I'm going to go against the guy that's coming up into the sport. Lots of excitement. I totally get it. But I'm going to go with a guy, former champion, Ben Rhodes, coming with – you talked about it as well. A little bit of momentum going into this type of race. He won at places like Phoenix before. This is a very comparable track like we talked about as well. So Ben Rhodes, minus 118 over Jesse Love on Barstool. I like that play a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know if I should say bad things about Ben Rhodes here so that this bat cashes for you. I'm not sure if uh, if he needs the motivation or what it is, but uh, I like this one. Obviously, we, we saw a spark from that team last week. Again, big believer in momentum. It's great to see Jesse Love come up into the truck series. That truck's been solid. Um, we've seen you know guys get pretty good finishes week in and week out. Tony Bredinger made her first start a couple of weeks ago at Kansas. Nice, solid run by her as well. But uh, I do think that you'll probably see Rhodes up near the front. We know those Thor Sport trucks are fast. Uh, and former champion, he's won a lot of races. Uh, if he's starting to get things clicking and get things figured out with that new crew chief, again, like we talked about last week, maybe they were having some struggles at first. But if they start hitting, watch out because Rhodes is a guy that can win anywhere, any week. And uh, I do like your your bet here as, as far as taking him over the the guy making his, uh, I think this is this is Jesse Love's first career truck start, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, his yeah. first one. And and the other thing with it, then I want to hear what you have to say. 
But the other thing with a, a young guy coming up, lots of excitement. We're going to see this with Josevar, I think, on Sunday in the Cup Series. But Jesse Love coming up, having a lot of excitement, a lot of success. Well, sometimes you get a little too big for your britches. And some of those moments are a little too big. And it's nerve, it's nerve-wracking, like getting that first major start. And I just think maybe it just – he might run well to start, but then guys are going to shuffle him out, use him up a little bit. And once you get used to that, then – you're kind of a contender in that spot. But Ben Rhodes, champion, finished second also in the uh, playoff race in November. So, yeah, give me Rhodes over this. Uh, just loving this matchup. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. And, I mean, when you look at it, the ARCA series, like Jesse Love is in one of the better cars. He's starting up front. He just kind of gets to run away with things each week. Not that he's not talented to do what he does because he is, but you come up into the truck series, there's a lot more competition here. The truck series can be unforgiving. We see each week, like, these guys and gals will rough you up. They're not afraid to use their bumpers. And things can get a little dicey farther back in the field. So I think that it might be a struggle for Love. He's a guy that we're going to be talking about probably for years to come. A guy you're definitely going to have to watch. But I think that all the hype on this might be a, a good chance to maybe fade him in this first start. So I agree with you there. I'm going to jump over to one of my probably my favorite guy to bet on in the truck series this season, Corey Heim. I'm going to take him over Ty Majeski at minus 110. This one's over on Caesars. Um, this is a, a tough matchup because Majeski any week can come up and come in and show up really, really good. My my only issue with Majeski is that he is a little inconsistent. Um, if you go back and you look at Heim, he has been on a streak here. Second place last week at Charlotte, sixth place at North Wilkesboro, eighth place at Darlington, second at Kansas. He won at Martinsville, beat Kyle Busch that day. A 15th place at Bristol Dirt, his worst finish kind of in this streak. Seventh place at Texas, sixth place at Coda. He has been on a streak of solid, consistent finishes week in and out. Not only that, he won this race here last season in a rookie campaign where he didn't even compete in all the races, only participated, I think, two-thirds of the races, ended up winning two of those, this being one of them. Um, and he just, on a week-to-week -week basis, Seems like he is possibly the fastest truck out there. He's always good. Seems like he's always getting on the pole, starting up front, and jumping out to early leads. His crew chiefs made some questionable calls. He's made some some young guy mistakes that you're going to see from him. Um, but to Ty Majeski, it's been pretty decent the last couple of weeks here. Seventh place last week. But, of course, Heim finishing second beat him out. Second place at North Wilkesboro, he did beat Heim that, at that race. But a 31st place at Darlington, a 25th place at Kansas. Um, and Haim has beat him in a head-to-head -head for the last five races. So, again, it's not that I don't think Majeski could be fast. I don't think Majeski could be good because if he comes out and win this race, I wouldn't be completely shocked about it. But the consistency and speed that Haim has had each week and the issues that Majeski keeps running into, whether it's self-induced, whether it's getting in a tangle up with somebody else, um, it's just I cannot trust him to get as good of a result. So give me Corey Haim over Ty Majeski, minus 110 over on Caesars. I don't dislike that at all. You mentioned, I think that my favorite thing was Corey Heim won this race last year. Guys that win at a certain track, when they go back, they feel so much more comfortable. They feel like, hey, I know how to get the job done here. Here's what was successful last year. They just hold that little bit of an edge. I like that. I like that a lot. I, I'm, I'm probably going to tail that, actually. All right. Hey, I talked Derek into something. I'm happy now. Yeah. For the day. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You did. All right, what's uh what's next on your card? 
Well, sorry, Ty Majeski. We are tag teaming <laughs> against you. I'm going to go Zane Smith. I found this on Caesars as well. Zane Smith uh, at minus 110, the underdog in this matchup, uh, over Ty Majeski. I just think no Cup Series guys. Zane and what he's been able to do this year, two wins on the circuit, and coming back to a place where, you know, again, using it as a comp track, Phoenix, he won the championship uh, there last year uh, at Phoenix. And so going to a place like this, the 38 team has been as good, if not better, than even Corey Heim. And I think Heim's just on the rise for sure. But Zane Smith and that 38 team, now is the time to really cement themselves going into the playoffs in about five races where they can really say, we are championship caliber. We're going to show that. We are the defending champions. And I really think that starts again this weekend. And in this matchup, I know Ty he's good. And as my friend Mark Harris likes to say, he works on the car. So that's why he likes to bet him. But Zane Smith is able to drive through the corner a lot better. He, that truck has just been so solid. So there's a lot of reasons why I like Zane, and I trust him. Uh, if the race goes green and there needs to be green flag pit stops and just that team uh, alone, front row, you know, there's no Xfinity guys to worry about. So they're all focused on the truck series this weekend. So I really like Zane Smith in this matchup. Yeah, again, no argument from me here. Um, I, Zane can be the best truck out there each week. A little bit inconsistent in the results sometimes, but uh, same things can be said for Majeski, like I just talked about. So if I had to pick a side on this, I would also take the Zane side. The next bet uh, we each have, we're on different sides of this one. So this is the fun part where we get to argue. Um, and I, I really do think that this is a coin toss. So I'll be interested to hear your arguments for your side. I'm going to take Raja Karuth over Matt DiBenedetto at minus 120. You're going to take Matt DiBenedetto over Karuth at minus 110. Uh, my side is a little bit more juiced up. So I guess that could be an argument against it. Um, but... I, <laughs> I don't know what it is about D. He's a guy that I just really like to bet against. Um, and he's actually had a solid last two weeks. Eighth place last week at Charlotte, a third place at North Wilkesboro. Um, but before that, he had some really bad finishes. 25th at Darlington, 29th at Kansas, 32nd at Texas. He's shown a little bit of speed here and there, but it seems like you're always waiting for what mistake is he going to make to screw this up this time. And now the last couple of weeks, he hasn't necessarily done that. So I, I will you know, as Rod likes to say, argue against myself there. Um, but for Carruth, he's been a guy that has just been impressing me week in and week out with the speed he is showing and his ability to run up front. We talked about it last week on this episode where I gave him out for a top five. His his finishes are inconsistent. And so, again, that is that is part of this that scares you. But he did finish 11th last weekend um, at Charlotte. Now he was 34th at North Wilkesboro, got in a wreck there early but a nice solid sixth place at Darlington. And over the last four races, these guys have split this head-to-head -head, even two and two. So it's gone both ways either time. I just trust Carruth more. I think that we've seen what we've seen from him lately. He's getting more used to running up front with these guys. He's got used up a couple of times. He's got pissed off a couple of guys like Ty Macheski drove him into the wall at Kansas there. Um, but I think that Carruth is, is really ready to take that next big step seen those GMS trucks have speed with uh, Grant Enfinger winning at Kansas a couple weeks ago. I think that Carruth can continue to play into that. So I'm going to take him over Matty D at minus 120. Now it's uh, your turn for the, the counter argument, Derek. So the fun thing about this is I did not look at any of your plays uh, going in. I put my hand up so I didn't get to see when we were writing them down in the document. 
So I wasn't able to see anything. So I'm really glad that you put this because I was actually going to ask for your opinion anyways to figure out, am I on the right side? Obviously, you're on the Raja Karuth side. So I would not bet this, uh, Matty D, over Raja if it was on a mile and a half track. I think the 24 car and Raja have been very fast. We saw it at Kansas. We saw it last week at Charlotte. However, let's go back to Kansas with Matty D. Matty D wrecked, I think, what did you say? He finished 25th there. But he wrecked on a restart where he was third. And I just feel like that 25 team has gotten a little bit better. I've been somebody that has faded Matty D. And I've been getting bit with it a little bit more. And when I looked at this weekend, I thought, you know, here's a guy in Raja that has publicly said, I don't have a ride next year. I'm actively looking for a ride. And those kind of things make you press a little bit more. And so when you put that up against this is not an intermediate mile and a half type, you know, faster track. And I look at a guy like Matty D and I'm like, okay, I just need you to get a quality finish. If Matt finishes 10th, I think that beats Raja in this uh, matchup. So I'm looking at it kind of like that. Okay, top 10. I feel like that wins it here. Uh, even though there's no Cup Series or Xfinity Series guys in this race, I still feel that way. And I just feel like that 25 team is maybe taking a very small but next step into kind of taking an you know, upper echelon of, okay, we are we are going to showcase ourselves for the playoffs, and we're going to start building on some momentum. So that's kind of why I like that matchup, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I like your argument. So I think that uh, for you listeners out there, you just have to decide who's, whose argument you like better. I'll take the uh, the Carruth side. You'll take the Matty D side. Maybe like you and uh, you and Phil do on your show, might have to make that a, a Venmo bet and uh, figure figure that out as as we go through the week here. I, I think we can figure something out uh, as gentlemen for sure. Maybe even buy a, a Venmo you some money. Not only for that, but I'll I'll Venmo you some beer money as well. There we go. I think we can uh, we can make that deal on both sides. Good. Good. All right. So next up from um, I've got Christian Eckes over Grant Enfinger. These are tough, tough matchups this week. There is not, in the Cup Series, I was shocked. There were multiple matchups. I went through and I was like, whoa, this, like, easily want this side of it. Like, not even, like, I I really, really loved them. In the Truck Series this week, it is all tough matchups. There's not one matchup I gravitated towards where I was like, oh, yeah, write this one in, smash. Uh, They are all very tough matchups. So I will preface it with that. But I do like Christian Eckes over Grand Endfinger. Um Eckes finished second here last year. I think that plays a, a big factor into it. Uh, of course, that was in the Thor Sport truck, but I'd argue he's been better in the, the McAnally truck, which has been an interesting thing. I don't know if that just lit a fire under him that he he lost that ride and, and kind of ended up getting shoved into this one or what the deal is, but he has shown a lot of speed so far this season. Um, but again, Enfinger has, has had his uh, his times as well. He did finish 28th in this race last season. Um, I believe he was involved in a wreck. I don't have that exactly written in front of me. But uh, if you go back over the last couple of races, Eckes, um sixth place last week at Charlotte, Enfinger fifth. So, again, right back to back. Um, the week before at North Wilkesboro, Enfinger got the better end of the deal at 14th. Eckes at 25th. Go back to Darlington, though. Um, and, again, this track, it's hard to compare this to Darlington other than the shape and, and pretty close in size. Um, but Eckes did win that day a 14th place for Enfinger. Uh, of course, Enfinger did win at Kansas as well. So both these guys have punched their playoff tickets. Um, but just the the speed and the fire that I've seen lit under Eckes this season has impressed me so much. It's been up and down as well for him. 
Um, I, I guess that's a trend we're kind of seeing here. A lot of these guys up and down on depending on the weeks. Uh, so you got to catch them at the right time. But uh, Ekis has continued to impress most weeks for me. Uh, so I like him over end finger here at, at minus 125. So again, you know, this is going to be interesting because my next bet is in finger top five. Now, you could win your bet and I could win my bet and we're both happy. Uh, but Enfinger, I feel like, has been a guy that has really been on a roll, especially with that 23 team. We've seen great speed out of them. Now, their win came at Kansas, mile and a half. But that truck was so good from that start. And if we look at back at what we did last year, you mentioned it. Enfinger did get in an accident. He went in way over his head going down into turn one, had arguably one of the fastest trucks uh, that day, and still ended up going way over his head, getting in a wreck, breaking the whole car uh, and destroying his day. So I look at that and I think, okay, there was something that that team found last year and they've been able to really kind of find it throughout the course of the season from last year into this one, winning at IRP, winning at Kansas. We saw what they did last week. I mean, North Wilkesboro as well. Thought you know, So this team has good momentum, good positive momentum. And I really like that. Top five, you're not competing against Kyle Busch, Bubba Wallace, Kyle Larson, anybody like that. It's just, are you a top five truck? I believe he is a fourth, fifth place truck. Uh, and I think, you know, that could get done. So you could win yours. I could win mine. We'd both be happy. All right. Uh, Ekis finishes fourth. and finger finishes fifth. Problem solved. Uh, I do it. think a great call out, though, as far as uh, top five odds, even the top three odds this week, there is no Cup Series guys in this. So, you know, when there's three or four Cup Series guys and you're trying to bet on somebody in the top five, makes it a lot harder because you could have three or four Cup Series guys finishing up there. When you don't have those guys, he just has to finish top five of the Truck Series regulars. That's a lot more achievable, um, and so I think that that uh, helps a lot. Okay, next up for me, um, Edge Boost is presenting this play for you. This is my Edge Boost double down play of the day. Again, you can go over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. Tw- up to $2,500 in betting advances, zero interest. Again, zero interest, no interest from Edge Boost. You can't find much better of a deal than that. So my Edge Boost double down play of the day is Corey Heim, top three finish, plus 110. Absolutely love this. I've already harped on him already earlier in this episode, how consistent he's been. The last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine races, 15th place, his worst finish. Again, like to the point we just made, no Cup Series guys in this one. No ringers on this type of track. It's just the other cup, the other truck regulars. And he has had arguably the fastest truck all season long. He won this race last season. I expect another great, solid performance by Heim. If his crew chief cannot screw it up for him, I think that he can get this. And you're getting it a plus money, plus 110. Uh, so that's going to be my edge double down play of the day. All right. Well, we have no more breaks to take since we got the edge play in there. So uh, we can jump into the winner section. What uh, what do you got for, for winners for us today, Derek? Yeah. So let's go back to Zane. Let's have a little conversation about him. And I know anybody listening right now, whether you're in your car, or you're at your house, this is going to be a very square bet. I totally get it. You can roast me online for it. But Zane Smith, five to one is the best number I can find out there. Make sure you shop around, do your due diligence. But Zane Smith, again, no Cup Series guys, no Xfinity Series guys, nobody to really fight against. He and that team just have to go out and just showcase the championship abilities that they have. 
They have two wins. I mentioned that earlier as well. But I really believe that the 38 truck is going to lead not only them to green, but checker it as well. So look for the 38 truck to be so strong. I'm going to take from the very top of the odds board, five to one, Zane Smith, trust them all the way. I love that play. What do you think about Zane? I know you probably have some other plays. I do have some other plays, but I think that at five to one, you're really getting a discount on him because his performance hasn't been so great lately. A lot of the times he's plus 300, plus 350, maybe plus 250, even on weeks. Like he is usually the top favorite hands down, especially when there's no cup series guys in the field. So getting him at five to one, I do think is a really good value. Uh, and I don't think this is a bad week to go chalky as far as picking some of the top guys. They're the top guys for a reason. I'm doing the same thing, but mine's going to be Corey Heim. I've got this far into the show talking about Corey Heim. You think I'm not going to put him to win? Of course not. So we're going to double down on him with Edge uh, for the top three. He's also going to win. He's going to cash both of those. And he's going to cash the Corey Heim over Ty Majeski head-to-head. It's going to be a great day on Saturday morning for the Truck Series race. Um, and so I found him also 5-1 to one over on Superbook. Uh, and that's where I saw Zane Smith at 5-1 to one as well. So Superbook, again, giving you the best odds. But, uh, again, shop around. Make sure you do your due diligence. If you find a better number out there, make sure you jump on that. Um, I do think that these guys are the clear-cut favorites in this race, um, and likely, I, I think I'd be pretty surprised if it's not one of them that wins this race. I kind of looked down through the odds. I didn't like a ton else that was out there, uh, but I wanted to toss out Taylor Gray. Been betting on him a lot lately. I don't want to miss out when he gets there. He's getting close, I think. Uh, he's 20-1 to 1 over on Superbook, so his odds definitely have been dropping, but for good reason. Um, he's got three top 10 finishes in the last five races. Nothing super flashy, but we've seen him running up front with the top guys. Uh, I think it was last week at Charlotte even we saw it where he was running up in the front, leading that race later on in the race. Uh, I mostly I have a lot of faith in Taylor Gray. I think that he's uber talented. Um, another guy tearing it up in the ARCA series as well. He's been running both the ARCA and the trucks when they're, when they're together. He's been doing really well there, uh, continuing to get nice, solid finishes. Um, also in a Tricon truck, just like Corey Heim is. I think that that stable of trucks are very fast. Um, and again, he's in the same truck that Heim is doing all this winning in. Um, and well, I guess all this winning, he's got one win. But all this top great running, right? He's going to have two wins after this weekend. Uh, but if he doesn't win, I do think Taylor Gray could do it at 20 to 1. So one thing about Taylor Gray, I was just thinking, what would it take for Taylor Gray to win the race? Probably not going to qualify on the pole, but you said he's been running good. So what kind of a race does it take? Is it an attrition-type race where, you know, he's kind of has to just survive and be there at the end? Or, you know, is there any other strategy involved? Like, how do you see that playing out for, hey, here's how he could get the victory lane? Yeah, I think that it's probably got to be some type of strategy to get him up there, get the track position. Maybe you end up with a late overtime race where, where it works out and, and his crew gets him out and he's on the front row or something at the end. I think you're looking for more of that type of race. I don't necessarily see him, you know, leading a hundred laps and, and just kind of running away with it. But if they can put him in position, whether it's strategy wise, whether it's fast pit stops, whether they just hit a banger of a green flag pit stop and, and somebody in front of them does a mistake or something. Um, I think if you get him out front late, that he's good enough that he can hold on and win. I think that that's probably the most likely scenario that I see him winning in. And uh, we've seen plenty of times this year where, you know, the fastest car hasn't won in, in any of the series 
uh, when, when we've gone to these overtime finishes and it's just been the guy that's in the right place at the right time at the end. And uh, I, I think that he's in a truck that is fast enough. I mean, that team is fast enough. He, his brother in a Tricon truck as well, sat on the pole last week, which was very shocking to everyone. He didn't stay up there very long, but, uh, but I think that, that if Taylor's put in a late race situation out front, um, that he could hold them off. And, uh, and again, if, if a guy like Heim or Zane Smith has a problem, especially on a week like this where you don't have Cup Series guys to steal that, uh, I think that he could be the type of guy that, that jumps up and steals a win. Yeah, see, I think information like that is good because even if somebody like myself even doesn't invest in him to start, but sees that scenario kind of working out and he moves to 8-1 to one and it's getting later in the race, that's going to be something I'm going to look back and, or as a listener, remember back and say, Cody said that this was a scenario that could play out. So I always like kind of playing that, that game of going back and forth and trying to understand how could it work out? Because like Zane Smith, you can make an argument or for Corey Heim and say, well, more than likely they're going to go out, could pull it, be top two, and they're going to be the top two trucks all day. But, you know, from Gray's perspective, it's like, that's going to be a little bit of a different scenario um, so I always like doing that. So that was well said. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I like how you, uh, you laid that out. I, that's why I love about you being a, see, I'm not a host. I'm, I'm just the co-host oh. Rod. Usually Rod usually steers all these conversations. So it's nice <laughs> to bring another guy that hosts a billion shows on. You can, uh, you can drop all the good questions for me and then I it can just look like an all-star show. That's funny. No, I, I, I try to contribute when I can, but it's, it's, it's fun. This is good conversation as we're getting ready to, to bet the uh, truck race this weekend. So a lot of good information uh, for sure before quali- tra- uh, practice and qualifying. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Get out your pen and paper real quick. We will recap the uh, bets quickly. Uh, first up for Derek, he had Ben Rhodes over Jesse Love, minus 118. I had Corey Heim over Ty Majeski, minus 110 over on Caesars. Um, Derek had Zane Smith over Ty Majeski. Again, not purposely, but we are fading Majeski a little bit this week. Uh, that one is minus 110 as well. I had Raja Karuth over Matty D, minus 120. Derek took the other side of that with Matty D over Raja Karuth at minus 110. I took Christian Eckes over Grant Enfinger at minus 125. And you countered with Enfinger plus 140 for a top five finish. I took Corey Heim as my edge double down play of the day. Top three plus one ten. You've got Zane Smith at five to one winning. I've got Corey Heim at five to one winning, and tossed out Taylor Gray in case we get that uh, late race scenario where Gray finds victory lane at twenty to one. I like it. I was Any thinking other, of one uh, other. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was thinking of one other thing because we're doing like a Venmo uh, type bet that Phil and I typically do. Well, the the truck series numbers for those guys: Maddie D twenty five truck. And uh, Rajak Cruz in the 24. So I always wanted to do a bet like this. I'm going to throw it out. You can nix it. But what if we did this? The the loser. Let's say um, let's say Matty D beats Raja by five spots. You owe me Matty D's number 25 plus a dollar per, per uh, spot difference. So that'd be 30. So what about we do something like that? Something fun. That's like there's some pressure throughout the whole course of the race. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes. That is ah, yes. Oh, that is great. That's that's why I have you on here for good content like this. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Yes, that is a deal. I will take you up on that. So uh yes. Yeah, and that works with them having the numbers right right back and forth with each other. So uh yeah. Sign me up, I man. Like it. 
I like it. Yeah. Should no, I uh, should I Venmo you halfway through the race and, and try to jinx it if it's not looking no. good for me? <laughs> no, that's that's I've heard my that, thing. Uh, I've heard that's, that's how it works over there. <laughs> yeah. So the funny story about that, we were at the Eagles game. Phil had me there as a guest. I was a, I'm a Packers fan. So the Packers were playing Sunday night, and I had a seven point spread. Somehow I talked them in the seven, not seven and a half or six and a half. Love that. And so it didn't look like the uh, Packers had much of a fight. I instantly Venmoed him what I needed, and he looked at me with anger. And he was like, damn you, if this does not work in my favor. And sure enough, they went down, scored a touchdown, got a field goal, cut it to seven. And I was like, Phil, sometimes you got to just ride with what you know. And I I anti-jinxed myself. Yeah, that's a great story. I absolutely love that. Uh and yeah, I'll be watching the truck race on Saturday. And uh, if it's not looking good for me, I, I might just pull a pull a Derek on Derek. <laughs> That's funny. No, I like it. I'm excited. This helps me get uh, motivated, handicapped, like excited for uh, the weekend. So I think we're going to do well. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Derek. Again, uh, short notice, but I appreciate you jumping on with me, stepping in while the uh, the army has rod. I'm going to go take a coffee break while you uh, go through the list of things that you do every week. Uh, but if you can share, share with everybody where we can find you, follow you and, uh, and everything you got going on. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. No, I, I appreciate the team that I'm, uh, surrounded about around, uh, like you mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, the all things go podcast. I do that with Brian Murphy of Stuart Oss racing. Uh, it's more of a motorsports based podcast we do there, but from a betting side, uh, I do the NASCAR gambling podcast on Twitter, NASCAR gambling podcast. Uh, can be found on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We do an Xfinity show, a truck series show. Mike Bachman runs the Xfinity. Phil and I do the trucks. And then I'll do a post-practice uh, on that platform as well. And uh, it's a lot of fun uh, interacting with the community and, and following after what you and Rod have really started. You guys are uh, kind of leading that charge, and it's a lot of fun to be able to watch that and be like, man, uh, we just need to put some of these pieces in place and continue to add to this awesome community. So. Uh, that's how you can find me there on those platforms. And then best way to connect with me is at Derek Yoder underscore on Twitter. Cody, I cannot thank you enough for reaching out and asking me to be a part of this and uh, looking forward to chatting again really soon. Yes, absolutely. Again, thank you so much. Uh, had an amazing time as always with you. Uh, make sure you go check out all of Derek's work. Uh, I can't say enough about all the shows that you guys put on. Uh, the All Things Go is you've had some amazing guests over on that from all different facets of motorsports. Uh, I love the guy. Yeah. I just, the whole thing, it's, it's been, it's been absolutely amazing. Some of the stories, some of the, the in-depth things you learn over there. Uh, and then hearing Brian's perspective, it'll be interesting to see if the, uh, if the penalty comes up at all, maybe, uh, maybe we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely coming up. Definitely coming I, up. I, we, we, we can't, we can't, can't not avoid talk it, about right? it. Yeah. Nope. Can't not talk so. about it. So I'm going to at least give him the floor and see what he has to say. Uh, he works on the 14 car. He works on the 41 car. So uh, it's an opportunity to kind of hear his perspective if he can share. But uh, we have Brake from F1. He's a former Red Bull engineer. You do the F1 podcast. So uh, Brake is uh, a great guy. And I'm looking forward to chatting with him a little bit. Yeah. Who did you have on last week? I can't remember the name. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. So last week we had Daniel Trotta on. And then mm. we had uh, Norman Negree. And Norman, Norman was yes. the – That was – Yep. That was the one I was thinking of. I I, I love that episode. Daniel Daniel was great as well, but yeah, I loved all the old stories he had. I'm such a a NASCAR history buff, and like the amazing stories that that guy had. 
and I I'd never even heard of him before. So it was it was so great to get that perspective. I I, I mean every single show you guys have done has been yeah. killer out of the world, but but Thank that show specifically was was even more over the top, and I really really enjoyed it. You know, Norman is. I'll give a real quick. Norman is forty eight years ago to when we did that podcast. He was Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s first crew chief when Dale ran the World 600 in his first career start. So it was amazing being able to hear that story. But then all throughout, you know, from the the 70s, 80s, 90s, and then uh, to where we are today. So he had a a huge role in the roof flaps, the cow cow flaps, and everything in between. So it was amazing to connect with him. Uh, And and that's always just brings good perspective and what we love to be able to talk about. Yes, you and I talk about it from a gambling standpoint and helping educate the listeners. But there are historians, there are other uh, opportunities to speak about motorsports and to be able to some, listen to some of those stories is what makes that show, the All Things Go podcast, so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely check that out. And then again, all the the uh, betting work you guys do is amazing. I, I've had the opportunity to be on your Twitter Spaces show multiple times. I don't usually get a listen live because we're at softball generally, but always catch it afterwards. Uh, it's always a great time. And then uh, I was on with Mike Bachman last week on the Xfinity show. That was a great time. Uh, he's doing a great job. And then, of course, you and Phil on the, the Truck Series episode as well is always a lot of fun. So thanks again, Derek, for joining me. Uh, very, very much appreciate it. Thanks for stepping in. And uh, Rod, we miss you, but uh, holding down the ship until he gets back. And uh, Rod will definitely be back next week. Make sure you go back and listen to the Cup Series betting episode with Matt Seltz. Um, and then we'll have trucks and DFS still coming out later this week. It's already Thursday, I guess. So it's going to be soon, but, uh, those will likely be out on Friday for you. So lots of content to jam in late in the week, but, uh, again, just been one of those weeks. So thanks for sticking with us. Thanks again, Derek, for joining me. Um, and yeah, go place those bets. Uh, let's go racing and let it ride.